Listen, microphone covers cost approximately 78 cents on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> if I purchased one since we've been doing this podcast for a year, absolutely not. No, don't be crazy. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> Why would I? <laughs> uh, on the upside, I watched one entire half of one YouTube video about how to edit audio in um, Adobe, whatever the audio program is. Mm. So, um, you know, really just leveling up the professionalism yeah. of this podcast that we haven't done in eight weeks. Uh, look, life is hard. And yeah. that's fine. It's fair, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. I sent you your birthday present today. Wow. It's been, it's been shipped. It's not as good as Gwen's. That's but okay. no one's is. And I, I would never that, hold you, know? you to that standard. Yeah. That would be crazy. Of course. <laughs> okay, listen. This is my favorite episode. <laughs> so <laughs> it is. This is really going to be. This is your favorite episode. <laughs> listen, you might doubt it, but. I mean, it's there's pretty just, good. <laughs> there's so many good zingers and uh, visual gags. There's just some great. Is your know, favorite episode content. your the one? The car wash one? I mean, it's a or combo. The take it's a both quiz. of them together. You mean I the think, combo but... is the strong? Yeah. That's fair. Well, you know, <laughs> what's going to do Mara's favorite episodes. Uh, this is podcast without a cool acronym. <sighs> That's my cat. Um, <laughs> featuring Archie. Featuring Archibald the cat. <laughs> the loudest cat in the West. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he, he doesn't give up. <laughs> what a what a persistent cat. Love anyway, <laughs> can you hear that on your head? Yeah, absolutely. But okay, okay. <laughs> okay, good. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so distracting. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, yeah, this is a podcast a lot of acronym. We're discussing episodes two hundred two hundred nine A and B of of hit show Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> we're we're on season two, and if this is the first time you're listening to our podcast, what are you even doing? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> just stop right now. <laughs> uh anyway, these episodes are titled Let's Take a Quiz and Car Wash. Is it just at, car, at wash? The car Wash? At the Car Wash. Sorry, at I didn't the write down the episode. Doesn't matter, I'm not covering that one. I'm talking about the first episode of Let's Take a Quiz. <laughs> Let's begin. Okay. Um, I briefly thought about making a quiz about this episode for us to take at the beginning of this, but then oh, things got away from me. And that's okay. You know, someday it's just sometimes you don't get to spend as much time on your podcast as you wanted. Um, it's the thought that counts is it? I mean, I could ask you some questions. I guess. Uh, no, first of all, just how dare you? Um, <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, this is Let's Take a Quiz. We begin um, with Candace characteristically in her room talking to Stacy. She says to Stacy, Stacy, have you heard? That's the whole sentence. That's it. And Stacy goes, about what? Which is a fair response to a vague question. And Candace is like, about what? And I was like, this could be literally anything. Candace yeah. calls Stacy. At the drop of a hat. It could be like, Absolutely. have you heard? I got new shoes. Or it could be like, have you heard? My brothers took over Slovenia. Like, there's no... <laughs> it's, not, it's 
quite the range. Everything is an equal amount of news to Candace, and it's unreasonable for her to have this expectation of Stacy. Anyway, the news today is actually some hot goss. It's that Jeremy's in a TV oh. commercial. How and why doesn't really ever get explained to us. Doesn't matter. Jeremy's um, work background is maybe the most interesting thing about this show. It is crazy that he apparently has a second career as spoilers, an ankle, an ankle model, model. A, a foot model for a flip-flop company. Honestly, the biggest question is how did he even have time? Yeah, he works he's working 60 hours a week at Slushy Dog. First of all, should be the CEO of Slushy Dog. Oh I don't gosh, know why yeah. he's still working the front counter. <laughs> he put in over 10,000 hours without a pass. <laughs> second of all (laughs) yeah if i had the chance to trade in uh slushy dog cashier for foot model it would not even take me one second to think about it like jeremy just found out that you can sell feet pics for a crazy amount of money (laughs) and he's still working his regular job like some sort of schmuck anyway doesn't matter. We might talk about that more later because it does come up. Like, it's the I theme of the episode. So. Uh, Candace also told like 45 other people about this before calling Stacy because Stacy's yeah. like, yeah, I know because I heard it from whatever, whoever, who told yeah. me that you told them. And I was like, why was Stacy not your first call? Yeah. Um, and then also, Stacey, wait, wait. How no, did, please. Do you think that Jeremy told Candace or do you think that Candace... Like saw the commercial and recognized Jeremy's feet. Like, does Jer does Jeremy know that Candace knows? Anyway, I don't know. I assume. Well, he shows her the commercial at the end, but she doesn't respond in a way that helps us understand if she's seen it before. I would assume she's watching it on a loop. Like, there's no way she didn't immediately YouTube that. Exactly. Um, But I don't. I don't know. Did someone else recognize Jeremy's ankles and yeah, tell Yeah, did Candace? someone else send it to her? That weird friend he has over at his house later. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Corbin Blue. Corbin Blue. That's yeah. why I recognized his voice. I was going to yeah, go with He plays the would. exact same character. That's true. Yeah, I don't I don't know how that happened, but I am interested in that lore. Um, Maybe she read about that on that girl's blog that we hear about later, which I would love to read. Yeah. Anyway, Candace goes, Do you know what this means? And Stacy oh. unprompted goes, He's totally out of your league. And I was like, Yeah. He's totally out of my you league. You are being so supportive right now. Like, are you trying to push Candace into some sort of spiral? <laughs> she goes super hard too because Candace is like, What do I do? And Stacy's like, How should I know? I don't know anything about celebrity relationships. And I was like, <laughs> It's my favorite line. So dramatic right now. It's I quote that uh, ridiculous. I know, right? Um, Also, I feel like Candace has been on TV before. No. Yeah. Uh, It certainly seems like she would have. It seems impossible that she hasn't been on TV at least once. She was on that busting show. Did we we already cover that? that? I thought we did. There's no way. Doesn't know. We've done 800 episodes of this show. Um, I was born in this recording booth, and by that I mean my office where I've stuck up several towels. 
Anyway, <laughs> so that whole conversation happened. Candace sees Phineas and Isabella and Ferb working on something outside. That something involves a super old-timey camera and an yeah. electric guitar, question mark. Yeah. Um, they go outside. And, or she goes outside. She's like, what are you doing? And uh, apparently, according to Isabella, the Fireside Girls are working on their broadcasting package- patches. And I was like, yeah. you're telling me that Isabella doesn't have a prepper YouTube channel Ugh. already? Yeah. Give me a break. We'll, we'll get into a, her lying schemes in the next episode. They have an emergency broadcast system. I know they do. Like That's an intercity. Like if every other communication went down. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Also, the point is that they don't need broadcasting patches. No. I think that Isabella has, honestly, she has every patch. Like, yeah, she no wrote she the manual yeah. on the whatever uh also when candace walks up she goes or phineas goes someone says what you doing she goes freaking out what are you guys doing oh yeah and it's pretty they relatable just right <laughs> they just go, it. they're just like oh we're getting our patch i'm like you're not it's, gonna ask yeah, okay. like, no. i mean would you uh okay wait also sorry speaking yes. of the broadcasting uh they like i don't know if this is later or now but they named their station k p and f like mm-hmm. KP ampersand F, which yeah, which I don't think you can do. You can't. But <laughs> the K at the beginning, call signs like the with K are assigned to stations right. located west of the Mississippi River. Oh. But an actual station in town later in Christmas vacation is called WJOP. So and W is for those east of the Mississippi River. I think so. That doesn't also, make sense because West exactly. starts with a W. That's true. <laughs> well, yeah. Where did the W anyway, and the K come from? So, no idea, but... You Googled it, but you only read one sentence? No, I mean, well, that was... It was just on the wiki. That just, was all there I don't was, know why but... I'm attacking you. Yes. Cut it out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, it's um, just... Uh... It doesn't really matter because they're like, we're broadcasting it all over the tri-state area. And I'm like, that feels illegal. True. You can't just broadcast things. Okay. Yeah. Don't you have to like pay for a station? Yeah. How do you and get also... Like, you can't even broadcast can't just, like... radio. You have to have like a license. Or no, something. Yeah. That's true. I'm pretty sure. I mean, now you can because look at us. This is what we do. Mm, true. But like on the actual like radio, radio, the formal. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter because like who's gonna tell them not to do that? Honestly. They're doing a game show, which like if I was gonna broadcast something, I don't know that game show would be the first thing I would pick. But okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she and Buford are the contestants, and I was like, okay. <laughs> um. And Candace goes, great, here's the deal. I'm the star. And I was like, what I wouldn't give. Amazing. <laughs> the confidence. <laughs> I know. Um, Candace walks up on the stage and goes, one of you get off. And Buford <laughs> punches Belgique off the stage, which is like five feet off the ground. Like Candace walks <laughs> upstairs so to get up. there. Buford <laughs> breaks his bones. Uh, Phineas <laughs> goes, we should give Perry a cameo. And I was like, cameos are for celebrities, but okay. <laughs> And he's like, where's Perry? Perry is, oh. he's flopping around behind their super old TV, which I was like, I don't think that's the one they yeah. usually watch. It might be like in their basement or something. Anyway, 
he's he's flipping around there he gets the remote and he's like pushing the button a bunch of times and the remote isn't working so then he pushes a button on the screen and the screen part of the tv opens up like it's a safe wait 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 he pushes a button on a different remote that is lying around (laughs) on the table i was like dude did you leave that there (laughs) (laughs) they have remote jokes in this show but it is bonkers that he would just leave a secret lair remote i mean it's not it's it's not his fault really yeah but also like previously we've established that like alka sets up these entrances for him and then i assume emails him where to go so were they just like grab a remote and then they left it out in the living room (laughs) probably honestly carl did that okay yeah, so he, like, the screen pops open, and he jumps in and closes it. And then we cut to his lair, and he opens the screen, the giant flat screen in his lair, yeah. and hops out and closes it again. And I was just like, what? Yeah. The amount of money. The entrance budget <laughs> is a national oh, scandal. Gosh. Like, it is out of control. Anyway, so he does that. He gets to his lair. Um, On the screen is monogram and carl carl's laying down on a massage table i also realized at this point that carl wears a lab coat all the time and i was like that should be a red Mm. flag because lab coats are the uniform of evil in this universe (laughs) and he's definitely a spy anyway uh monogram is like giving him a massage because the alka hr department has been on permanent vacation for eight years yeah uh and then he's like it gets worse it gets worse he goes carl and i made a bet and i lost and then i was like why is monogram always like shocked and embarrassed when he's caught on screen doing something dumb like he didn't choose to set it up right in front of the camera exactly like they record in front of the same backdrop every single day like that camera is on a tripod and it doesn't move yeah put the massage table four feet to the left where else And then you don't have to have this conversation with Perry. Like, minimum, you could pretend to be a professional. Doesn't matter. Whatever. Nope. Uh, So he's doing that. And then uh, Carl uses his... He, like, gets off the massage table, walks over, and he uses his fingers to, like, move Monogram's mouth while he does a voice that doesn't sound anything like Monogram. Yeah. And he does the whole briefing like that. The entire briefing is that, quote, dozens of delivery trucks have been showing up at Doofenshmartz's. And I was like, okay. Once again. (laughs) amazon.com exists and as we learn later in the next episode one million other people live in that building so like yeah yeah. delivery trucks come and go we live in a society whatever doesn't matter also what was the bet okay (laughs) not even what was the bet but why was the outcome of the bet you have to give me a massage during the briefing and and i also have to do this finger mouth puppet thing yeah I don't. I That's don't know. crazy. That's an no insane human thing would to make bet a bet someone. like that. Yeah. Anyway, Monogram walks off screen for less than a second and then comes back in a full clown costume. Yeah, makeup he's and everything. A superhero, all of it, the whole deal, the whole thing. and clown music starts playing. And then he starts massaging Carl again and goes, "Actually, this wasn't part of the bet." And I was like, "What is happening in this office?" And I have more questions in the next episode about what is in this office. But we'll wait to tackle those later. One thing at a time. This clown costume is a problem. Yeah. (laughs) Also, isn't there... I thought that... Well, maybe it's because of the jingle. I thought Monogram hated 
Oh no, he loves Slushy the Clown. Do he loves Slushy the, the clown. clown. To the point where he persecutes Monogram, a man because yeah. of it. He misallocates government resources to That's save Slushy the Clown. Serious deep-seated clown stuff. You may recall. Yeah, this is his Slushy the Clown cosplay that he brought to work with him. Yikes. Just for fun. Also, the quick change thing reminded me of this, but Monogram does kind of give off the same energy as that, like, sidekick teacher from Sky High. <gasps> or maybe they just have the same haircut. Oh my gosh. But, no, you're right. Uh, thank you. It's it's um, exactly the same energy. It's the same man? Oh my gosh. Question mark. <laughs> uh, anyway, Perry just, he walks away uh, from that. Then um, Balji is doing Buford's makeup and he's like, don't you worry your pretty little head. I have lots of experience with this. And I was like, oh boy, I have so many questions. Yeah. Uh, Balji goes, my face is my fortune. <laughs> Which is very funny. Um, Candace is on the phone with Stacy, who's still fully committed to undermining her confidence. Because Stacy is like, Jeremy's getting huger by the minute. I know because Megan's blog says she thinks so. And I was like, who's Megan and how do I read her blog? Because yeah. sounds like she knows what's up. Honestly. <laughs> Phidias shows up dressed as a circus ringmaster <laughs> slash Willy Wonka slash <laughs> the Joker, maybe. Um, his outfit is... Which isn't that lot. kind of his personality anyway? It's kind of his vibe. And he's really committed to like um, the... I don't know right the word for it. It's uh, not appropriate for all audiences. He's he's committed to being a, a game show host who uh is really mean and oh yeah doesn't care. About, he's he's being more of a, a dork than usual. Yeah. Um yeah, so he's like just so you guys know, the physical challenges are a little rigorous and the rewards are inconsequential. Yeah. And Candace goes, don't worry about me. I can handle anything. And I'm like, that's not something you should say to Phineas. And you it's know that. not. I mean, it is true. But it is true. Candace is indestructible. Yeah, you're right. It is true. However, she should know better to than to just be like, throw whatever you want at me, Phineas. A man right. who canonically drove a roller coaster into space. Um, And then Buford goes, if the girl's in, I'm in. And it's like, you and Yikes. Candace are friends. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> at Doofenshmirtz's, Perry smashes open the door and immediately lands on a trap. And Doofenshmirtz goes, do you like my nemesis catch a mat? I bought it from the TV. <laughs> and I was like, on what channel? I know, I know. This begins the entire B-plot, which is just oh Doofenshmirtz having bought every infomercial product. It's just a hundred jokes in a row about infomercial yeah. projects, which is fun. Some of them are questionable. That's fair. That's and fair. I <laughs> need to know more about this world. I have a suspicion that um, they come from whatever channel is doing the uh, Alka agent and villain reconciliation Dr. Phil show. That feels mm. like the right audience for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all of these insane products. Also feels uh, his, like a channel he would watch, for sure. Oh, of course he does. His doorbell rings again, and another package comes, and Doof starts just doing, like, a infomercial bit about infomercials. He's like, with this Scorchinator, I can melt, smelt, and render all TV towers into their basic components, thereby ending infomercials. Which is crazy, because 
he doesn't use that. <laughs> like when you when you hear that, you think in your little head that's seen so many episodes of Phineas and Ferb, you're like, oh, obviously at the end of this episode, it's going to wrap up because he's going to hit the TV tower that the boys built with the Scorchinator. Does he do that? No. no. He never once fires the Scorchinator. Not even Spoiler related. alert, doesn't come into <laughs> it at all. He built it for no reason. There was no purpose behind this at all. Yeah. Anyway, he's like, I got to end infomercials because they're taking time away from my evil. He doesn't say because I'm spending all of my alimony check on them yeah, or I was, okay. because I'm in crippling debt. He's like One it's... of his things that he holds up, he was like, "Is was for just $99.99. I was like, you spent $100 on one of those things? Well, Annie was like, and I have five. And I was like, yeah. sir. I was like, uh, dude. What? Yeah, bonkers. Um, Anyway. Smash cut to the theme song of the quiz show, which is called yeah. Let's Take a Quiz, which there's literally no way that that isn't already a show, right? Okay. They didn't workshop that name at all. No. Feels like they could have done better. Whatever. Sure. Sure. Um, This is for the Fireside Girls, so Phineas is, like, not trying that hard. He's just like... um, He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, There's an 800-person studio audience of adults in their yeah. backyard, yeah. as always. Uh, not sure where yeah. those people came from. Um. Phineas introduces Candace with, quote, she's allergic to parsnips and dairy. That's it. That's her entire yep. introduction. Candace, I was like, yeah. wow. Was like, okay, um, okay. Rude. No reason to drag her out of the game. <laughs> it actually doesn't matter because when he introduces Buford, the crowd immediately boos for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, do you all know Buford personally? I know. Phineas is like, raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by Buford Manstone. <laughs> He's just going around okay, well, adults. Right after that, Phineas goes, there's no clear fan favorite. I was yeah, like, okay. like, there's no clear crowd favorite tonight. Oh my um, this show is completely unhinged and sort of defies description. So okay. um, I'm sorry about that. It's not going to translate well to a podcast. Form. True. That's really true. But also, have you ever watched a game show that you've never seen before? Oh, no. I don't yeah. know the I mean, rules okay, to? I I can, when people explain games to me and then we play them, this is the exact experience that I have. Yeah. Okay. The other, yeah. Like a few weeks ago, we were watching, we were like at a hotel, so we're watching TV TV and we were watching the game show network and I was asking so many questions. I was like, I, this is like a whole, uh, there's so many, I, I can't, it felt exactly like watching this episode. Oh yeah. Cause like, yeah, the, he, Phineas at first is like, you all know the rules, answer fast and answer often. And I was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> um, so they start this. He's like, we're going to start with a high speed round. And like, yeah. I actually did download this part of the script because I was like, first of all, I'm not going to write all this down. Um, yeah. But second of all, okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, we're going to start off with a high speed round called our quiz quizzed off round and i was like first of all what are you even talking about he goes remember just go as fast as you can and we'll keep track of the points here we go press the digitation and buford goes oh, 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 oh and dings his bell and he goes bunions and Phineas is like oh sorry about that that's a five point penalty and buford's like oh and candace is like what is happening right yeah, now?" yeah because that's a fair <laughs> question this doesn't make any sense Phineas is like i'm sorry all questions must be phrased in the form of an answer <laughs> and we're back in play no chance for candace to rephrase her question and he goes passamaquoddy and buford goes nonchalant <laughs> Form of the word, uh, shallant. <laughs> it just keeps going so like good. that. 
Like there's a, just a run. It's like defenestrate, defenestration, diphthong, linoleum, ersatz, pencil. Nice job. And then Candace's phone rings and she picks up and goes, hello, in the middle of the game <laughs> show. Which is like amazing that that's not against any rules. No, um, right. And it's Stacy who's watching it on TV. I assume because Candace told her it was happening. Um, And she's like, what are you doing? You're bad at this game. And I was like, Stacy. (laughs) Stacy, what? This game is insane. And she's like, (laughs) she's like, figure it out. You're being a loser right now. She calls Candace a loser. And I was like, holy crap. Candace is just getting bullied from every direction right now. But to her credit, she really, she goes all in. She commits to this game. Yeah. Um, and she like starts playing or she just starts screaming random words and she's like earning yeah. points or whatever. Um, also there's a visual gag where Ferb is dressed as a different person every time they cut back, but this time for whatever reason, I thought it was like Vanna White, but he looks yeah. like a little house on the prairie character, and I was like, <laughs> Why though? Sure, sure. But it's different every time they cut back, which is fun. Yeah. Um, back at Doofenshmirtz, he and Perry are just having like a fun infomercial product battle. So they're just like grabbing all these <laughs> random products and fighting each other. That just keeps going. Um, the game continues, and we get our first physical challenge. And Candace oh is like, goodness. "What do you mean physical challenge?" And then a pie and a paper bag just fall on Candace's head <laughs> in succession. And instead of trying to remove them, she just starts punching the air <laughs> because she's committed. <laughs> She wins the physical challenge. Um, That's it. Uh, Perry is like sneaking around Doofenshmirtz's. It it bears saying that Doofenshmirtz's apartment, whatever, house thing is filled to the brim, like to the ceiling. He has like 25 foot ceilings. Yeah, it's the stacks go really up high. Um, To the point where I I got this mixed up with the hoarding episode where he loses his assistant in the maze of foxes. Um, But anyway, it's like, it's full. Like, he has a warehouse full of stuff. Anyway, Perry's sneaking around. Do Fitchwords find him, finds him with which, what is clearly a branded platypus locator. And I was like, who invented that? Yeah. Like, I I mean, I guess all platypuses look like Perry in this universe, but I'm like, why is it a Perry the platypus locator? And also, (laughs) don't you have to put, does it just locate the nearest platypus? Or does Doofenshmirtz, like, have Perry chipped? DNA. Yeah, he puts his DNA in there. no idea. Uh, Anyway, whatever. Finds him. They keep fighting. Back at the game, Candace is, like, really struggling with the physical challenges. Uh, It's bad. She's taking a lot of damage. I mean, she's hanging in there, but it's not great. It's bad. At Jeremy's house. He has his friend Corbin Blue over to watch his ankle commercial, I guess. They're hanging out. We've never seen this friend before. I don't think we've ever seen him again. Um, they see Candace. His friend is like, let's see if your commercial's on another channel. And I was like, are you not tired of watching your friend's sandal commercial? <laughs> this is weird. He, listen, he's supportive. I mean, he more is supportive, supportive than Stacey. I'll give him that. Like, at least Jeremy's not spending any more time with Candace. This is an intervention. Um, they see Candace on the game show. And she's getting pied in the face by 600 ovens at once with arms in them that throw pies. And Jeremy's like, wow, Candace is on a game show. That's that's cool. Um, Doofenshmirtz and Perry are continuing their battle. There's a lot of jokes about infomercials. Perry 
takes a vacuum and start he vacuums doof and smurts his face and then starts smashing his face into the shrinkinator which starts just firing indiscriminately across the tri-state area just ruining lives i assume right um, like so many times yeah like uh yeah 47 blasts go off just scattered all around yeah. And Doofenshmirtz goes, why haven't I unplugged this thing? And he writes it down on a sticky note. He writes down unplugged shrinkinator and yeah. then sticks it to a pile of a hundred other sticky notes that all say that. <laughs> um, because he's a relatable king. Yeah. Anyway, uh, at the game, it's the final question. <laughs> and or, uh, Phineas is like, what is? And Candace like rings in. She goes, teddy bear stuffing. And then she like starts having a panic attack. And she's like, be a star, Candace, be a, be a star. Because she's fully losing it and she has yeah. nine concussions right now. Um, the Shrinkinator hits everything in their backyard to start shrinking it. By some miracle, it doesn't hit any human beings. It only hits broadcasting equipment. Yeah, It does shrink the like bleachers that the audience was on, but none of them fall to their deaths they just gently land on the ground in a pile uh an organized crowd yeah and that's fine uh doofenshmirtz tries to fight perry with a hamburger flipper <laughs> um perry shrinks most of him but not his hand and i was like how does that work yeah doof is like you missed my hand and i was like what <laughs> are you talking about <laughs> Um, Doofenshmirtz gets crushed by his own hand and then I have written down exactly pretty sure we don't follow up on this and I am correct. You're That's right. That's the last we see of either of them. Don't know why, nope. why you would. It wears off eventually I guess. Silly, silly. Um, Phineas is like I have zero follow up questions about why everything mm -hmm. shrunk. We're all just gonna move on from that. Um, not a big deal. Yep. And Candace is like uh, I have follow up questions like where's my prize because I just played a really great game of let's take a quiz. Yeah. No one answers her. Jeremy shows up. Uh, Candace looks insane. She has a branch in her hair. You know, twitch. Um, yeah. And <laughs> Jeremy says to her, I guess you're on a whole nother level now. And I was like, she's been on a whole other level, Jeremy. <laughs> I know what you mean, but. But it's. Uh, yeah. She goes, what about your commercial? And he's like, oh, you mean this? And he holds up his phone where he already has his commercial it's queued up on queued YouTube. Up. It's already playing he yeah. watched it on the way over absolutely um it's a flip-flop commercial with a pretty catchy theme song if i do yeah. say so myself no it's um, good it's a good flip-flop commercial yeah he's like i was just the foot model as if that's a thing people just are sure <laughs> candace goes mm, you have hunky ankles and i was like <laughs> okay take her to the hospital i know and jeremy to his credit goes thanks i like your branch oh this gosh. is this is their conversation two people in love this is their conversation yep. she goes you should have seen me covered in pie and he's like uh-huh and then he goes like five second pause and then he's like what kind of pie and that's yeah. the end of the episode yeah the writers were like well no salvaging this no uh they're meant to be perfect beautiful i love them both yeah. um yeah and that's let's take a quiz and uh boy was it something sure was sure was well next episode at yeah. the car wash at the that's car a song wash. right oh okay yeah. i was like i didn't make that up okay <laughs> No, no, you didn't hallucinate the song Car Wash. Good. Anyway. Um, uh, shout out to the movie Shark Tale. Anyway. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. I feel like uh, we, we don't mention Shark Tale enough. 
We um, probably we probably mentioned don't. it just the right amount. I think. No. No. Uh, <laughs> we should mention it podcast more. <laughs> about Shark Tale. Shark Cast. Okay. Uh, we open on Phineas and Ferb in their backyard. Uh-huh. Their mother knows exactly what they're doing. Um, <laughs> because yeah, she, I have in my notes just some standard Linda nonsense. Yeah, she's gardening in her garden. <laughs> Sure. And yeah. supposedly behind her, but there's like also in front of her. Anyway, uh, the boys are writing their new invention, the Ladybug 2000 roving swing set. It looks really fun. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, mom. Anyway, uh, she's planting some hydrangeas and she's like, I got to go to the gardening store because something is eating my hydrangeas. And then <laughs> one of her entire hydrangea plants is sucked under the ground. No, yeah, no questions. I was like, I was like, Linda, that is more than just something like yeah. nibbling on your hydrangeas. Yeah. That's like a problem. You need to call someone. Yeah, the police that's maybe aliens. Yeah. you should maybe <laughs> check that out. You should. And move. you definitely um, shouldn't be letting your kids wander the backyard freely. Yeah, because Phineas is about the size of a hydrangea. <laughs> He's gonna get eaten by whatever monster <laughs> is living directly underneath your garden. I know. <laughs> it was definitely very X Files esque. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this uh, is barely related. I don't know why yeah. I just thought of this, but I just remembered that I had a very vivid dream that there was like a whole sinkhole right in front of our house, like the street. <gasps> Oh my God. There was just a sinkhole that just went down for like infinity. Like it just went to the core oh, of the earth. Okay. And we were all just like, oh, weird. <laughs> and I had to like drive around it. <laughs> that anyway, awesome. that's that. a little story. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Phineas and Ferb are swinging on the swing set and they like see Isabella walking past their fence. So Phineas jumps off, which like to talk to Isabella. Mm-hmm. And Ferb falls on the ground, and luckily, I think it was a cause effect situation. Like I think they were balancing each other, Uh-oh. and luckily there was some airbag, so Ferb like is not injured. And Phineas goes, "Oh, good thing we installed that airbag." I was like, uh. <laughs> "No regard for human life." Ferb did that. Ferb installed that airbag for himself. A hundred percent. Of course he did. <sighs> Anyway. Phineas is not an engineer in an airbag. Yeah. Phineas doesn't, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so then Phineas to Isabella is like, what you doing? Because she's, which, <laughs> she's carrying a giant poster that says, save the star nose mole. Anyway. Yeah. So she's like, we're trying to save the star nose mole. Fun fact. Star nose moles are found in Canada and northeastern USA. So I think Danville is in the east and somehow they got some western KPNF call sign station. for their TV station. Anyway, uh, that means yeah, that seems pretty likely considering they're next yeah. to an ocean, right? Okay, then, then Isabella goes into. She's like, we just nothing's working out. We tried a bake sale. Q, yeah, I don't know which one of them. Hugh, one of the Fireside Girls, like all burned up, and then she's like, we tried cat sitting, and one of them has like. Like scratches all over her and we tried a lemonade stand and one of them has a broken arm i was like isabella what isabella, isabella. Like, yeah okay also 
like aside from the fact that that makes zero sense because the fireside yeah. girls are the most competent group of people yeah. in danville yeah i also was she's like we have to raise money to save the star nose mole and i was like maybe use some of the i know hundreds of thousands of My dollars gosh. you make selling tickets to every event that you guys have every day literally like you're telling me they didn't make any money off of that game show that they could be repurposing right what is she they using charge for? tickets they oh, did. a million percent they charged tickets. They yeah. they have tickets to everything. They just exactly. had a restaurant like two episodes ago. True. They throw a concert a week. Yeah. Yeah. I just have questions about just where the questions. revenue from all of that is going and yeah. um, why we couldn't just maybe shave some off the top for the Starnos Mold. The Starnos Mold. Good question. Also, new yeah. theory about why the fireside girls kept failing is that uh isabella went into every single one of those with like the idea that phineas was going to ask her what was going on and she could okay. rope him in but he didn't so she just True. sabotaged it she's just like well not doing that she's not like we that. are gonna not keep trying that. until yeah. phineas is invested in whatever we're doing <laughs> that's very true because at this point they've made a whole invention and i think that during that <laughs> process maybe she came over a few times yeah, and he's like trying he's to get like, him, like waving an yeah. oven mitt on fire over the fence, mm-hmm. and he's like, yep, yep, oh, yep. That's what "Yeah, um, yeah, cool." Um, so Phineas is like, "Oh, we should do something else. We'll help you. Maybe we could construct the tallest zipline in the world." And Isabel's like, mm, "Pass. How about a car wash?" <laughs> she like, has the next thing. Yeah, locked like, and loaded. <laughs> okay, yeah. So they're like, "All right, great. We'll make the best car wash ever." Where's yep. Perry? Perry is in the backyard where he like backs up and runs and dives into a molehill <laughs> that like leads to a tube. Like, you know, he's like, he's mm-hmm. flying face first through his tube. Oh, yeah. Lands in his lair, lands in his chair, spins all the way to his little TV. And Monogram and Carl are there holding up signs. And Major Monogram says nine and a half, and Carl says eight and a half. And Monogram goes, eight and a half, Carl, really? And Carl goes, well, sir, he did separate his feet a little on reentry. Yeah. Insane. I was like, he's a platypus? I don't think his feet can physically be together. (laughs) I know. But okay. So that was incredible, Carl. Also, I think you made him do that. So yeah, I don't know if his let's see is you about. dive through a molehill yeah. and do a triple front flip <laughs> axle into your chair. Exactly. Freaking Carl. And then Mon- maybe <laughs> okay. If we go with this theory that Carl is an evil spy because of his lab Ooh. coat, which is a hundred percent canon, maybe he's yeah. designing these entrances to kill Perry the Platypus, <laughs> and he just keeps wait, failing. Wait, wait. <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> and or to get the boys to see Perry, like oh, to yeah. just so he has to transfer Alka. him. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. He's like, I finally got assigned to their only competent agent. He'll yeah. be so easy to defeat, and then he no. just consistently gets owned. Yeah. <laughs> amazing new theory confirmed <laughs> um oh, incredible which he's not being paid by alka so honestly it makes sense that he needed to look for income elsewhere like, absolute sense it. that he would be taking money from love muffin 
to mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. He's actually switched tactics and now he's just trying to slowly drive Perry completely insane <laughs> by requiring more and more elaborate and stupid things. <laughs> I I agree. And it's uh, maybe it's working. Um yeah. And then Monogram goes, Is that something burning? And Carl goes, My spaghetti. Yeah. I was like, is Which... there just a stove in their office yeah. where Carl is making spaghetti? Also, isn't it 9 a.m.? Yeah. Also, <laughs> how do you even burn spaghetti? Oh, anyway. Okay, so then Monogram goes into the briefing where he informs Perry that they are gravely worried, which I was like, if it's so grave, you would not have done this whole Send entry. Text. Have, yeah. yeah, also, yeah. Anyway, they're like worried about some seismic activity that's happened in the area. And Carl comes back and he's like, oh, I actually wrote my sophomore thesis on seismic activities. And Major Monogram's like, Carl, you're spaghetti. You like, whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then Perry leaves. Cut to the boys starting to build a car wash. Uh, Candace is talking to Stacy about Jeremy, who has taken 12 minutes to respond to her text message. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what am I going to do? Wait, okay. Also, yeah. about this car wash, the parts oh, yeah. for it are being delivered by individual parachutes. Yeah. And the guy is listing off the parts. One of the parachutes just has a cow on it. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And the guy's lifting off, listing off all the parts, the delivery man, who I assume was in charge of the parachutes. Sure. And the last thing he lists is an atomic collider. And I was like, what? For what? <laughs> it's a car wash. <laughs> That's anyway. for a separate project. <laughs> okay, well. It's just a bulk um, order. They should be on a list. <laughs> they absolutely should be on every list. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. Stacy's no, enabling okay. Stacy, oh, yeah. Stacy, yeah. Stacy goes, uh, you need like you need to be she tells her she needs to play hard to get to journey she's like you right. can't just be like there for the asking Stacey don't be a love dog a toxic relation i know i was like stacy i know I she's respect- a teenager but I know. I know i was like i respect a little meddling i get it i would also be very bored of candace talking about jeremy it's but true. that is a this little is abusive yeah Jeremy calls Candace right after that and asks, like, while she's, she, like, puts Stacy on hold and asks her to go for a ride in his mom's car, which needs a car wash. Mm. Sure. <laughs> and well, then, you know, that foot model money doesn't pay for a car. Obviously. Apparently. Um, and neither does 70 hours a week in Slushy Dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what he's being paid at Slushy Dog, but he needs a race. I mean, of course, he needs to be in charge. He should be minimum yeah. a franchisee at this point. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so Candace, Candace is like, oh, that's so grown up. And then she like talks to Stacy again. He's like, and Stacy's like, you got to play hard to get. Like, just say no. And Candace right. is like, okay, okay. So she <laughs> talks to Jeremy. She yells, I would love to. Yeah. Wait, I better check my schedule. <laughs> and she like hums a theme song. She goes, you're in luck. I can just squeeze you in. <laughs> so, Anyway, she then looks out the window and sees the automatic car wash that Face and Berber building, and they are like, "Oh, time to test this supercharged Uber nozzle." Point it right at Candace's window. Pretty it's a, pointed it's a literal, yeah, it's a literal fire hose. I was like, based off that one story Dad told me, Candace would be dead on impact. Like, <laughs> would be killed. She would be decapitated by that fire hose. Yeah, what in the world? Oh my gosh. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> cut to evil, do which more evil incorporated. Perry is like going through the air vents, and Dr. D has set up this anti platypus security system, which is like all these 
like lasers and yeah he hired a contractor to install an anti-platypus security system he bought that from the same station he bought the other stuff from guaranteed oh i'm sure who else is selling the whoever made the platypus locatinator also (laughs) true is selling there's a whole platypus, platypus security line. Systems. He like also has a platypus nemesis. <laughs> yeah, he's anyway. like the people need this <laughs> these products. And then okay, so he gets through all that, comes down, and Doctor D is like unbelievable. I'm taking that back. Perry runs into the trap, just runs right at it. <laughs> it's like a sprint. It's it. literally like a palm tree with a like rope hanging from it like he steps yeah. in the rope and it hangs him upside down or whatever i was like perry there's no it way you didn't like have a sign on it that says trap like honestly <laughs> what, what? Oh my anyway gosh. we respect a man who is committed to routine um dr d shows perry his innator which is a mountain out of a molehill innator and yeah. explains it's, specific, it's petty we love it we love it he explains how he was repeatedly told to like don't make a mountain out of a molehill at, at yeah. in his life throughout his life mother I have and father a question about this flashback yeah. okay um, yeah. there's three sections of the flashback yes in one he's a very small child in a kitchen and his mom is telling him don't make a mountain out of a molehill in the second yeah. one which is the one i'd like to focus on right now mm, okay he's in his room and he's like a teenager yeah. and his dad is telling him not to make a mountain out of a molehill and right. behind him plastered all over the wall is 185 pictures of the same girl oh. in like a pink dress. <laughs> Did you catch this? No. It is scary. so confusing. Doofenshmirtz is in one of them. Like it's clearly like oh. a girl that he knows yeah, and he just but... has pictures all over his room of her. And I was like, who is okay. that? Is she part of a different flashback that I can't remember right now? Oh, I need to know more. Where is she at this point? Is she okay? Who is she? Um, what is happening? Honestly. Uh, and then the third one is the fireman. Fire and he burned down his own apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Not as jarring as the the wallpaper of the no, girl, but no. still. It's a good one. Correct. So, yeah, I got nothing on that, sir. Yeah, you know, we'll wait and find out. We'll, I did actually we'll check the other back. backstories to see, but um, nothing. She's not in them. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Anyway, if any of you know so who that is, if you have information on us. that, please email us. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so Doofenshmirtz is like, I am gonna make mountains out of molehills. Fair enough, because <laughs> he has oppositional defiance disorder. Yeah. Uh, so he reveals that he, like, yeah, so his innator makes m- molehills grow to the size of mountains, um, seismically. I guess so. He, there's, there's, like, a it's little, questionable, like, for sure. A little particle thing that's, like, glowing yeah. and floating in the middle of the innator. Right. That's he, like, supposedly that, the, like, yeah, the, seismic the ball. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it, I don't know. Okay. He also reveals that his information is from some kid's website, which is Carl's website Carl's from his thesis, which is hilarious. Uh, further proof that Carl is working for the side of evil. Absolutely. Uh, Carl went to Evil University and that was his thesis, <laughs> and that's how Doofenshmirtz found it. Yep. It's all coming together, folks. It sure is. We cracked And it. he also goes on this tangent of like quote-unquote funny pictures of cats he found while surfing the net 
and then references the cheeseburger cat. Yeah. And I was like, is this, was that the same year? This entire (laughs) episode kind of has like real dad energy. Oh, yeah. Like the writing does, because they also have that running joke where like Phineas at the beginning is like, gosh darn it. Darn, whatever, darn. And then he's like, oh, I'm not very street. And Doofenshmirtz repeats that joke. And I was like, that was not a good enough joke to put in the episode. No, 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 it was not. It definitely was. I'm not a writer for Disney, however. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like you could have punched that one up. Damn. I know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, anyway, he finishes his backstory. He's like, yeah, finishes his whole thing. And he's like, I know it's a metaphor, but. I'm still gonna do it. I'm still there. gonna do it, and I respect it. Honestly, I of all the schemes, it. this is one that I truly do respect. Right? Maybe the most. So back at the car wash, Belgeet and Buford are in Starno's mole costumes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, go ahead. Did oh, have- I think this is also the second time they do this bit, right? Isn't there another time where they're in mascot mm-hmm. costumes and Buford is like, "I look incredible in this." That sounds right. Yeah. I what cannot it recall it. I did oh. read that it was this. Oh, Flying Fishmonger That's was right. the first time they were in mascot outfits. So maybe it's just a recurring bit, generally. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway. Yeah, so they're both in the outfits. And yeah, Baljeet's like, we look ridiculous. And Buford does a bunch of like tricks with his sign. He goes, I make this look good. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you do. Just goes That's to fair. show you. It's all about confidence. It really is. Uh, Phineas yep. and Ferb start up the car wash. Candace is like trying to bust them and for some reason stands right on the conveyor belt. It's for listen, she's a victim here, but But also she doesn't walk right into the car. She just walk right into the car wash. <laughs> um Phineas at no point is like, hey, safety. He's just like, well, no. this is what Candace is doing, and that's fine. Yeah. Yes, correct. And then they play the car wash song, which is an absolute it's a banger. Ball. It, it just goes slaps. so hard. Also, anyway, for whatever reason, so the line that. you won't recognize that old pickup truck is the line that oh. just sticks in my head constantly for no reason. It's always in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. shout out to the movie Cinderella story. Where they <gasps> oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> I think about that every time. Classic. So, yeah, they could have stopped the car wash at any time. They did not. Candace nope. is brutally, brutally... Well, she tells them to speed it up, and they're not like, okay, maybe get off the get conveyor off the belt thing. before we do yeah, that. Then no. it's just like, okie dokie, and like yeah. turns it up <laughs> so, to seven. Exactly. So, yeah, she gets out of the car wash. Somehow she's at the beginning again. And like walking yeah. the reverse way of the conveyor belt, like walking over cars. Anyway, so then she, Jeremy calls and is like, hey, Candace, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Everyone's going to this car wash, which also, first of all, he also, so sorry. sorry. No, no, go ahead. I, I was using say what I was about to say. <laughs> he has a headset on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a Bluetooth, a like a Bluetooth headset. <laughs> it's like not even one of the little ones. It's like oh a full, like yeah, like call center headset. <laughs> yeah, like he's a secretary for a busy billionaire CEO. Exactly. On I was the like, go. well, okay. So my immediate thought was a few things. One is maybe that Jeremy's just a nerd. The second one was that. Sure. Maybe it's like a like a rules thing. We're not allowed to show people talking on the phone. But then I was like, I thought Linda had been talking on the phone in the car. But maybe not driving. Anyway. I think so, it's hilarious that they made that choice and that he has that. It is. It's it's good. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, just like you said, Candace is like, 
okay, hold on. Like, I got this. And Phineas comes over and he's like, oh, our car crash is doing so well. And she's like, Phineas, can you speed this thing up? Uh, yeah, Once sorry, again. This is the part I was thinking. No, about. that's okay. Okay, but <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> so he is like, oh, yeah. And he calls Ferb up on his walkie talkie. And he goes, this is big squirt to super suds. Accelerado, oh. por favor. Yeah. Which is branded into my it's, brain. We don't have any time. We don't have time. <laughs> Do not boy, have time. Oh boy. oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's a lot. It's a lot. So yeah, for him, he like just full blasts whatever yeah. levers he's in control of, just, just all the way. It. Look, Ferb loves a lever. Um, <laughs> that's just something that's, that's true. true. He really does. Um, <laughs> so the Candace, who has now is just like rolling over every car, is like, yeah, oh, yeah stop. <laughs> Face is like, oh, sorry, and. <laughs> uh, he stopped the car wash and she lands right on the windshield of Jeremy's car so he's like oh welcome <laughs> actually yeah he says that was quite entrance. an entrance <laughs> yeah. and, I was like, oh, and her, her hair is all like I don't even know how to describe it it's like fur faucet it's like all yeah, flipped it's out like, yeah waxed and sealed <laughs> yeah yeah Jeremy goes oh wow I love your hair like what is that and she goes hot wax <laughs> I think and a sealer <laughs> and yeah. a sealer uh, okay. Adobe Evil Incorporated, Dr. D. So, yeah, he's trying to turn on his invention, and the battery has run out. Battery, single, sing, singular. The battery, yeah. The, the one, double A. Yeah, battery. Uh, Which so is then, crazy because a lot of his inventions require him to, like, shut down so the power, power grid of a small city. Yeah. Uh, Reversal sure. on a familiar theme. Oh, no, uh, yeah, exactly. So then he does the joke where he like searches for a battery everywhere. Like he looks like in his toothbrush, in his alarm and in Norm. Anyway, eventually he finds one. It like slips out of his fingers and falls under the refrigerator. And then the worst possible thing that has ever happened happens. And he goes (laughs) under the refrigerator. He's like, oh, I got it. Oh, there's my retainer. And then there's the sound of him putting his retainer in his mouth. And then I threw up. That's uh, the worst. Yeah. Also, he says the phrase like uh like greasy under the fridge fluff or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, that's not yeah, the yeah, exact yeah. phrase. I know what you're talking about. But he says it and I was like, wow, he so perfectly described the contents oh. of under a fridge because it's that's unique true. to under fridges, but that is exactly what it is. It is greasy yeah. fluff. Yeah, yeah. Every time. Every time. It's really gross. Um and now it's in his mouth and he's gonna die. Gross. Yikes. Um okay. So Candace and Jeremy cut. We just hard cut. No no follow up on that. Yep. Candace and Jeremy are riding inside the car wash. And the first thing, part of the car wash they're at, is the fireside girls just standing in lines on either side of the conveyor belt, throwing water balloons at the cars. I was like... Because they love using water balloons when any other form of water delivery would be more efficient. Least effective. What are you doing? Yeah. We all remember the gelatin monster. Ugh. Yeah. Also, speaking of efficiency, this uh-huh. car wash is using an insane amount of water oh per car. Gosh. Yeah. Like, it's absolutely wild. Millions of gallons of water. The car is submerged yeah. at multiple points fully in water. Correct. Which and is like, not good for what cars. What reservoir are you guys draining to get <laughs> yeah. out of this car wash? <laughs> no kidding. Uh, yeah. Uh, Great question. Um, back at Dr. D, uh, Starts the innator to make the energy ball like grow to the right size, and then he releases it, 
but because he lives on the top floor and it's still growing, it so it gets stuck in the original hole. So he like, oh, now I have to employ the unstuckinator, which is just a big boot. Just a big boot. And it just stuffs the ball down. And then the ball keeps growing, breaks through every single floor of the Doofenshmirtz building, which is 20 floors high. Like, it's so yeah. tall. It, like, burns through every yeah. floor. It's, like, lime. It's enriched uranium green. It killed at least a, one person on every floor. Like, oh, also, yeah. they probably have radiation And also, yeah, poisoning. everyone else in that building has cancer now. Yeah, exactly. Guaranteed. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, if they didn't already, honestly. There's, there's literally no way that no. ball is not poisoning them actively right. yeah and he just shoves it underground right through yeah. the water system i yep. assume yep perfect cool cool, 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 cool. Uh, <laughs> that's the yeah. real reason that that mole grows to a thousand times its okay. size it's because it's freaking godzilla it's not because of the, yeah. this theory works the, the seismic theory yeah. <laughs> yeah okay well we'll get to that because so he, he makes a quip he's like oh maybe i should have installed that in the basement and i'm like Ugh. No kidding. You're like, hilarious. Uh, yeah. Six people are dead. He's going to collapse at any moment. <laughs> yeah, what? Um, the, the seismic ball enters the earth. Molehills all around the tri-state area, which apparently are rampant, apparently, start to yeah. grow. They have a real mole it's problem. It's a real mole problem. Um, they're also, so then the one, there's the one in the backyard, which is right into the car wash. It grows to mountain size, and then it breaks open, and a giant, the, the giant star-nosed mole is there. Except, yeah. Questions. A. Sure, is that please. the only star-nosed mole in the tri-state area? Why aren't there any other ones? I had B, that question also. Yeah. Why? No, please keep going. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, assuming he's not, why does it only work on? Why does it only make him big? Okay. Or also, does it? Or are there hundreds of gigantic oh, star-nosed moles wreaking right. havoc across the tri-state <laughs> area right now? Honestly. <laughs> okay. Also, though, here's the other thing. They are a living creature, not a molehill. Like, why does that thing yeah, work why on did it moles them? and not any other creatures? Why does it only work on molehills in the first place? That's also true. The science is not even close. Questionable. Carl, I have so many questions. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Oh, yeah. Gosh. It's boy, oh boy. It's boy, oh boy. So hmm. Candace goes, oh no, sorry, Phineas goes, oh, that's what's been eating mom's hydrangeas. And I was like, dude, yeah. Absolutely no emotional it. reaction Nothing. to a it was like monotone. monster destroying his community. Also no concern for anyone inside the car wash because the mold does carry it away on its head. And he's not like, yeah, oh, Candace, Candace is, is in still there. in there. Yeah. Oh no. Nothing. Nope. Nothing. So just like listen yeah. mole's gonna mole mole's gonna mole happen. um back at dr d he's like super excited because he succeeded and then perry's like not even well he's just like what whatever he tosses he, his hat for his beast perry, <laughs> perry okay <laughs> Doofenshmirtz is excited, but also, like, there's a problem happening because, like, Correct. something's gonna explode. I don't remember what it is. Oh, yeah. So, like, Perry, the secret agent, is in a situation where, A, a thousand casualties have happened in the course yeah. of this plan already. He didn't prevent those. No. Because he didn't jump in. He's just been watching this no. happen. Also, there's an imminent additional explosion and at least one giant mole on the, on the, on the prowl. Loose. Yeah. Perry doesn't help with any of that. Nothing. He just bounces 
Yeah. He's just like, well, my work here is Gotta done. Gotta go. <laughs> and I showed leaves. up. Now I'm leaving. Yeah. He checks right out of there. And Absolutely. I was like, dude, there are other people in that building still. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> this is uh, such a cataclysmic disaster. <laughs> It's really terrible. just like, well, like, did he just like zone out for a little too long? And he's like, oh, I missed the point oh, where it was go. valuable for me to to stop this plan. And like, well, Honestly. the ball's rolling. Nothing yep. I can do about that. Yep. <laughs> Fix itself, uh, I guess. At least yeah. try and go recruit that mole for heaven's sake. Honestly, maybe uh, we'll use that can't guy. What I'll go and do with a thirty-eight foot mole? No, me neither. No, I can't. They don't have a hat big enough. We just give him a little tiny one. <laughs> I would watch a show about that. Spin off. Dan, if you're listening, there you go. That's what the revival show That's have. what we want. Agent um, the Star Nosed Mole. Yeah, Perry. Sorry. No, it's okay. You're right. Perry leaves. Uh, yep. Some cables fall on a power switch for the innator, and it like goes to a dangerous level and electrocutes. Well, he doesn't die, but it shocks him. He he should be dead. He it electrocutes. Should him. It should liquefy his bones. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> he falls in the hole made by the unstuck innator, not like all the way through, but then like the boot sticks on him, like squishes him, and then yeah. the building blows up. Perry flies away on the glider. The boot and doof are like thrown together because now they have morphed into one being. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just thrown. Yep. And doof is like, "Curse you, Perry the Platypus." The Starnos mole, the giant mole, marches from the backyard through the streets of Danville because he's probably like, "What the flip is going on? Fair. Where am I?" Yeah. Um, and like crowds are gathering and they make the joke. Some guy goes, "Oh, a hideous giant mole," and some other guy. <laughs> Has like a a mole, you know, like the skin mole that right. is literally like larger than his head, <laughs> and he goes, "Hey!" And the other guy's like, "No, I meant that hideous giant mole." And I was yeah. like, "Okay, we have that we guy also has bigger problems." This mole. Yeah, he lives on the floor below Doofenshmirtz, and he, yeah, the experiment radiation has been leaking into his kitchen for ten right? years. I was like, "Dude, you have cancer. That's you not a mole. It's a tumor." Hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, anyway, the mole leaves right with now. the car, with the car wash on its head. Candace and Jeremy drive out of it, down the mole's back. Mm-hmm. Insane. Sure. Hopefully, no one else was stuck inside. We don't know. We sure don't. And then, okay, and then Stacy calls Candace. Somehow it's video chatting on her flip phone, and she sees that Candace is, like, in the car with Jeremy, and she's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be playing hard to get. Candace closes her cell phone, tosses it in the back of the car, and is like, <laughs> yeah okay just bonkers start to finish i just we just need to have like there just needs to be a conversation where candace is like boy crazy about that mole am i right Right? nothing jeremy's like yeah yeah nope no uh we do get (laughs) do for jimmerth lands on the beach under the giant boot the giant mole steps in the boot on his way to walk into the to sea? To the ocean? He's like, I don't know if he's just like, I can't handle this. I'm gone. I, I gotta go. either. Out of this world, because he just yeah. walks right into the ocean. Just Car wash, boot, Walks into the sea. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he can resurface in Japan and star yeah. in a B-movie about a monster <laughs> mole that destroys Tokyo. 
I love it. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, Juventus reflects, maybe this is why you shouldn't make mountains out of molehills. And curses the mole. Uh, lesson learned, I guess. Um, I guess. <laughs> Phineas says, there goes a good car wash. And Grief then goes, oh, hey, Perry. <laughs> Isabella's like, oh, now how are we going to save this darn-nosed mole? Herb <laughs> goes, I think it can take care of itself. Isabella, go home. Which is so many things about that. Like, okay, (laughs) there goes a good car wash. Absolutely insane reaction. (laughs) Crazy thing to say. (laughs) Um, how are we gonna save the star-nosed mole now? Honestly, he is walking into the sea. The most valid question. Maybe not, but like, but yeah, you know, he might need help. And then Ferb responds by being like, I think he can take care of himself. And I'm like, when we said save the star-nosed mole, we weren't talking about a specific one. They weren't raising money for the mole that lived in your backyard. (laughs) There was a species. It is also funny that, like, they were trying to save the star-nosed mole when clearly it was, like, a rampant infestation. Yeah, what? (laughs) They're not in danger. Kind of insane. I think Ferb's right. They are not endangered. It's true. Ferb was like, this entire thing was stupid. Yeah. And he was correct. Right. Oh, man. Okay, also, that baby, when I did that Isabel voice, it reminded me of this TikTok I saw that was, like... This is absolutely unrelated, but um, she was like, it's a stand-up comedian. She goes, honestly, the best thing that Gen Z has done is take the baby out of baby boomer because having baby in there makes them seem a little too innocent. Like, oh, we were stuck in the housing crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Every story is so funny. (laughs) Aw, do we facilitate the wise of fascism? (laughs) Well, that concludes the Baby Boomer Mocking segment of our podcast, <laughs> which is the last segment. Um, amazing. Love to see it. It's perfect. Uh, yep. Yep. Good, good recording. Uh, bye, everyone. <laughs>